I just can't figure out if it's because you're advanced or because I'm stunted. You take the red pill. You stay in wonder. I am McLovin. You do not talk about Fight Club. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the Glacé Film Club podcast. Yes, here we are again to dive into another film as we always do. I'm here, Marcus. Yes, it's me. But as always, I'm not on my own. My trusty friend, confidant and film lover himself, Callum, is here to share in the joy of yet another film. Hello, Callum. How are you? Live from London. How's life treating you? (laughs) Yeah, no, good. Good. Yeah. Good evening. Um, I'm all right. I'm all right. I've had a very wholesome day. Um, I went to Columbia Road Flower Market, which was really nice. Got some coffee. Um, wandered. Uh, done a lot of wandering, a lot of flannery, like I said last time. But no, I'm I'm all right. I'm all right. Um, still, you know, fully embracing myself into the heart of the metropolitan liberal elite. Love it. Sounds beautiful. Um, yeah. Uh, having lots of fancy coffees and um you know looking at fancy bookshops yeah, and just living it fancy fancy things yeah just living it man Amazing. just living it good good yeah. well i'm hoping that uh the fanciness and the the flannery through the city has added some extra inspiration to our film discussions not that we need any to get us going but the film this week is something that is close to your heart especially um, a film that you've been telling me to watch for a little bit. I thought it was right that we do dive into it. I've been excited to check it out. It's a documentary, and I'm sure you can explain why it's close to your heart as well, but a very powerful one this week. So it's always good to go back into documentaries. I think it's, we get a good balance of that, and um, they can tell us things in a different way that films can't. But before I say any more, Callum, would you like to give... A little intro, but also maybe say a bit why why this was quite a powerful film for you before we actually dive into it. I think this is going to be quite an, an emotional episode on the Glassy Film Club be. this week. Um, yeah, it's uh, the the documentary called um, Road Runner, um, a film about Anthony Bourdain. Um, and I got into Anthony Bourdain this year like quite heavily, and I've told everybody that I've ever. Yeah had a conversation with I was like there's this guy right that called Anthony Bourdain and he's incredible and I've told everyone about him and I think for me personally and it's it's kind of like a personal on a public level I guess because for me I see, I see a lot of myself in him or like in 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 in, the, in his life and how he operates or just how what he thinks um and I was saying to you off mic about how living in a world that's just so sort of kaleidoscopic in terms of feeling or trying to understand your place in the world to have to have someone who kind of captures a bit of you on film yeah. is is quite rare so yeah Bourdain is he's he is a bit of a a bit of a hero of mine at the moment um just be just because of who he is and what he represents really so the documentary that we're going to review um, was actually filmed uh, a few years after his death. Um, And it opens with him, uh, a a sort of like a computer recorded version of his voice saying, you know what happens to me. This is a sad story, but let's tell it anyway. And I was like, wow. Like, so immediately 
the film starts off with hard-hitting facts about his mm-hmm. suicide, basically. And then the whole movie, the whole documentary, is a reflection on his life as a chef, an author, a travel documentarian, I guess. Um, and it blends archive footage from his previous work and new interviews with his friends and family and co-workers and people that knew him. Um it basically covers the rise of him as a chef. So he wrote a quite a famous memoir called Kitchen Confidential um, and basically talked about his life as a chef living in New York City. Um, talks about his sort of like drug addiction and his struggle with depression and all sorts of other stuff. But I guess what he's mainly remembered for is his um, being a television presenter for travel shows. Um, known for like traveling the globe and trying to promote a greater understanding of I guess anthropology, um, uh, people, um, culture, history, economics, even. Uh, the movie really is just about a reflection on who he was and what it means, what, what Bourdain means to people, but also what his documentaries meant to people as well. Um, like I said, it blends all that archival footage and it's, it's powerful stuff. It's powerful stuff. I mean, there's nothing more I can say about it because we are going to delve into the mechanics of it. But that is that is the the documentary right there. It's a ref, it's a a reflection on um, Bourdain's legacy that's suspended in time because is that people keep adding to his legacy because he's no longer with us. So yeah, that's that's the documentary we're going to review. Yeah, thank you very much. And I absolutely align with the word powerful. That was my instincts off the back of watching it. Not just the power of the story which is very compelling gripping and, and and tells us a lot and especially for someone who is interested in Anthony Bourdain the life of Anthony Bourdain and his work obviously as you said you have a lot more um connections to that but you've got me into Anthony Bourdain over the last year as well and I've kind of grown to love his work and and what he stands for but the power of the film itself, the filmmaking, I think it's a really well put together film in the way it captures the emotion. Documentaries often follow similar forms and there's parts of documentaries which have to be included to make it a documentary and the interview piece is the kind of bread and butter of a documentary. But I think to make a great documentary, one of the things that really uh, binds it together is the power of the interviews and the access that the interviews have. And by that, I mean the people they, uh, the documentary has access to in link to the subjects of the story. And I think this absolutely nails it on that front. I feel like all the key people you would want to speak to about the story and the life of Anthony Bourdain are in it. And I think they give a very raw and emotive um, interview pieces. I think the filmmaker does unbelievably well to firstly get those conversations out of them because that's no easy thing to do is to get that out of someone but also the fact that it is where it was shot still within a couple of years of his death it's still very raw and powerful and close to the hearts of those who are being interviewed and you feel that through the film and to be able to capture that capture that aligned with the story and obviously the the archival footage that it used really adds to the power of that film and it's overwhelming in that way obviously film can um elicit strong emotional reactions and that's the aim of a, a film is to connect with the audience and elicit an emotional reaction but this does it in in so many ways and 
it really takes it to a another level, I think, of thought. It's not just sad. You don't just feel sad off it. You don't just feel like you're pondering. You feel like you're taken to another plane, and that's the whole point. The story is about how Anthony Bourdain had a troubled existence. He did some beautiful things and enjoyed his life, but when making his films, documentaries, and his writings, he was always searching for something more, and this is what we were chatting about a lot, Callum, earlier and have done in the past is like this longing for more trying to find something else and by that he inspired a lot of people but he also found himself in a real catch-22 situation where he couldn't be away from the travel and he couldn't avoid doing it but when he was there he still felt conflicted and he felt lost trying to find something else and I feel the film captures that and makes you feel as a viewer as an audience member part of that mindset and it is quite quite nihilistic in many parts of it it feels quite empty there's a lot of dread in it it doesn't wrap up as you say in the opening lines he's there saying you know this isn't a sad, you know this is a sad, sad story it's not going to end well but let's tell it anyway and the interviews as they close at the end are, are really heartbreaking and that is the beauty of the filmmaking it absolutely captures the emotion of the story it's telling and i feel that i want to align 100 percent with saying that is a powerful film that was my reaction um how much it captivated me from the story it was telling but how it elicited that emotion in me um in line with Anthony Bourdain's life so yeah the power really shook me and for that I was I was mesmerized by it what what did you feel that kind of uh gripping emotion throughout it I think that was the real strength from my perspective yeah, I mean that. Um, I was saying to you that I I cried when I watched this, um, because it is just so raw and emotional. And I think um, it it's more the fact that like he says when he when it when he talks about his drug addiction, he says that there's there was always something missing, and he tried to fill that void with drugs. And then when that didn't work, obviously he got cleaned up and went to rehab and stuff, and which is great. Um, but that sort of broader idea of just always having something missing, I did, I did align with that quite heavily because personally, I always feel like there's something missing in my life, and which is why I'm always kind of chasing something else, which I think is quite a healthy thing to do because you're always chasing something, which is great. But obviously, this shows the darker underbelly of what happens when you don't necessarily achieve what you're trying to chase. Um, the thing it really is, it's more of a reflection on how time reimagines who a person is because i didn't know the when i first started watching his documentaries i didn't know all the um stuff about his suicide i just thought this is a guy that's making some really insightful documentaries that in places around the world that not many people had been to um particularly like disaster zones and developing countries and you know i mean he went to the Democratic Republic of Congo, for example. Um, you know, what other chef do we can we think of that's been to the Democratic Republic of Congo and actually made a documentary about that about that place? You know what I mean? Like, you know, it's not the Harry Bikers does a tour of you know Cornwall, is it? You yeah. know what I mean? It's yeah. like it's a complete it's a completely different um, uh, person, a completely different idea, really. And I think. The thing that I found really striking about it was the fact that because his his documentaries give give a voice to the people he's 
making the documentary about. It's not really about him. It's about it's about him sort of coming to terms with who he is as a person and him traveling and trying to make sense of the world and trying to sort of understand who he is in the in the grand scheme of things in the grand you know thing that is the world um and he he talks a lot about sort of having like a pirate life you know he talked about sort of looting and pillaging like rock and rolling through life and i kind of i guess you know we all do a bit of that at least i do anyway to an extent um and it is it's quite it was quite comforting to watch someone sort of uh, explain or equivocate what your what you feel or what you want in life or what you feel about a particular issue, mm-hmm. um, and to have that layered with, you know, talking about to have that layered with food, anthropology, adventure, humor, history, it creates a narrative complication that I think is really fascinating to watch. So that's why I kind of really like him as a person. Um, and seeing the archival footage and seeing him grow as a documentary maker and then seeing it end in the most horrific of ways, you know, to commit suicide and not feel as though you have anywhere, anyone else to talk to, anywhere else to go, anyone else or anything else to do. Um is pretty bleak. Yeah. Um and that's why it was so powerful to me personally anyway. Mm-hmm. Um I like how they do address that um from the film's perspective because the film kind of ends in a way that and even though I said before it is very dark and it feels quite nihilistic at points with there's no there's no kind of savior story at the end, but I think there's something to be said for the scene at the end where it uh, shows his the the friend his friend who's been interviewing who's an artist who they both felt like troubled souls in many ways but he was kind of he confided in him a lot but he he was quite angry um, yeah. that he obviously that what went on and the fact that he killed himself and didn't feel that he could speak to him he said he hadn't cut his hair um, since and it shows him cutting his hair but it shows him I think the line is something along the lines of like. Well, that's it. He quite literally says, doesn't he? Are we those who kill themselves and die young? We put them up on murals and walls and kind of like celebrate the lives. And he's like, no, like we should look at this. And and I think the suggestion is that yeah, let's celebrate his life, but we still need to say it's like what's gone wrong here for these people to have led to this. It's not necessarily a a celebration. It's a yeah, let's celebrate the person they were. But it's quite frustrating as a society that we still kind of be like oh look this they went came to some tragedy and we romanticized the tragedy but what it was was somebody who had serious mental health problems and came to a a horrific end of the life and to deal with the reality of that and it shows him going defacing the mural of him it's you know it's quite powerful isn't it that kind of conflict of it is like he's one of his closest friends but he wants to go and do that and i feel that the film rounds off with that suggestion doesn't it it says well let's one last inspiration to take from his life is that we can actually do more we can be more we can be more positive and we it should never be allowed to get to this this point and then it goes through all his the people who've been in the documentary it shows them with like loved ones doesn't it i've like given messages or mm. on camera and the, so i think like the 
the tone from the filmmaker there is saying that okay let's be inspired by the life of him but let's also learn from the tragic demise is that this isn't a romanticized end to the life of someone who kind of oh yeah this big shakespearean tragedy this is a horrific real world thing that happens obviously to a lot of people and you know you need to address it in such a way and i kind of like the angle that the film takes there it doesn't romanticize his death Mm. obviously it celebrates his life absolutely but does not romanticize his death and i think that is quite a another powerful bit and part of the film and there's a great testament there to the subjects and the fact that he was such a fascinating interesting man is shown through his friends and, and family who are interviewed in it because they're absolutely fascinating people and they work so well in the documentary because so many of them are like creative storytellers i think specifically so the guy who um i think he was one of the directors on his shows um and he had he he could have played the part of superman i can't remember what his name but he had like that slick back hair and oh yeah he spoke in a very narrative way when he was like talking about it so his voice works perfectly for a lot of the voiceover stuff um and I think that was one another, if we're just technically looking at the film, uh, emotion aside, I think that one of the beautiful bits of the craftsmanship of the film was that the subjects, the interviewees that were part of it were so lyrical and emotive and creative people that it added to that actual uh, emotion of, of the film. Because you still got to think these are people who are being interviewed, these aren't paid actors in a film that's the thing you've got to try and capture in a documentary people are telling a story but because they're all creative insightful people obviously because he's friends with them you get that and that's what adds to that uh emotion of the film is that you get it told to you through people who are obviously really close to him but who can tell a story and who can share that emotion and that just goes hand in hand with you mentioned then like the archive footage. I think they have so much great footage in the film. Obviously, a lot of it would have been taken from projects that he'd he'd worked on. They haven't shot it for this, obviously. But there's so much in there that fits, and the filmmaker makes it fit so well. And it feels like and using that voiceover, like you said at the beginning, where it's like a computer um, uh, representation of his voice it feels like it's been shot as a film that he's been part of the creative process, but obviously it's about his life after he's died. And to add to the power, you feel that. It feels like he is still part of that film, even though it's talking about his life now he's died. And again, from a filmmaking perspective, that only adds to that power. You can have a great emotional story, but if you don't tell it in the right way, then you won't get it through to people. And that was, I think, sublime in the way that the film's crafted. It's not done in an obvious way, but it's not being clever for the sake of being clever. It's being clever because it works so well. And I think they absolutely nailed it on that from what did you think of the way? And I think I would be intrigued to know what you think about the ending because it is a bit of a you think the natural bit is where it just cuts off with them all quite upset and celebrating his life but it does take that little bit of twist at the end as i mentioned there with his friend defacing the uh, mural well i mean no i agree with the um the, the the subject matter obviously it is about his life but the people as you rightly say that are being interviewed are all interesting people and it adds to the narrative of his life i think um like there's a I guess I guess the there's so much nuance to what they're saying. It kind of mirrors Bourdain's life anyway. 
in a sense. Like Bourdain's life mirrors the subject that they're talking about, I guess. Because they're, they're not just talking about him, they're talking about the idea of him. Mm-hmm. Which I think is quite an interesting distinction to make. Because he was always, Bourdain as a person was always chasing something else, right? Always chasing, some, there's always something missing. And I think in the way they talk about him, they're talking about as sort of like an ethereal kind of force, I guess. Um, and I think it's more of a, I think the point of that aspect of the, the documentary, the way it's made, is to sort of think, reflect about how time can reimagine who a person is or reimagine the impact that they've actually had. It doesn't romanticize death in any way. I wouldn't even go as far to say it romanticizes his life. It's more of a reflection of someone that's had an impact on other people yeah. um because it says when the the catch shuts when it shoots to the um the news footage when they're laying people have turned up to lay like photographs of him and flowers and all sorts of other stuff um you know it says a voice for the immigrants a voice for the working classes a voice for those that want to dream and all that sort of stuff and it's just like clearly he had a huge impact on the way on the way people thought about the world, just like any writer or artist would. Yeah. Um, and I think the way the documentary is filmed and ca- it, it, it it's trying to capture that, it, and it does. It, it's capturing impact and how. I mean, because the documentary is technically, even though it starts with you knowing that he died, it's chronological, and you see how. Bourdain's body changes, his ideas change, him as a person change, as, you know, any human being does, you know, having a life in documentary making or just generally, you know, we change as people or at least we should. <laughs> like, you shouldn't stay the same your entire life. You should adapt and think and continue to reevaluate who you are and your impact and your your lot in life. I think that's an important thing to do. And that's exactly what Bourdain did. Um and that's what the documentary does. You see how it changes through time. And I think that's the the power of it because it, it blends all those sort of those impacts together, the cultural impact that he had, the political impact that he had the with the Me Too movement, for example, um, and, you know, the emotional impacts that he's had. All those sort of different um, uh, feelings. It's like an archive of feeling. The whole documentary is an archive of feeling because it captures his life quite quite beautifully really i think it's um yeah it's it it, it the way the way the, the documentary is structured is really really good um and to be honest with you even if i didn't like bourdain that much i still i would you know someone might say well it's because you love your subjects and it's like well i'd probably say the same thing even if i didn't love him as much as i do um just because the you know the documentary is it's just a good piece of filmmaking um in howing that you know, to how time is reimagined. As time passes, as time progresses, the inevitability of time, how do you reimagine a person who's no longer with us? Mm-hmm. It's a, you know, the the current the country right now is having that exact debate. Yeah. You yeah. know, you know, and it's like it's an important it's an important sort of feeling to think about. Um I mean the defacing of the more of the mural I think is quite powerful as well because I think he says, Oh, this is exactly what Bourdain would have wanted. Like um, to sort of have a this sort of pristine, you know, painting of his face on a wall, and then for someone just to deface it, mm-hmm. and I think that, that that captures the nuance of Bourdain's life anyway. Um, I think it captures the chaos, the the chaos of it all, um, and I think that's uh, yeah, it's like it's like that uh, 
so I think it, it's Picasso that said it, isn't it? Like every act of recognition alters what survives. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, if you every act of what of what Bourdain did, if you every time you reflect on it, it alters how it's foreseen, and that's like anything. Yeah. Um, and that's why I think the film's so powerful and ending with that because it's like you are reflecting on a person that's dead, but you're also reflecting on the cultural and the impact that he had. But then just to reflect on that and ref- to, it's a reflection of a reflection, which is what life is. Life is deeply nuanced yeah. and kaleidoscopic. Yeah, yeah. And that's, Absolutely. that's, that's what, that's what the documentary is about. Um, which, which drives to the heart of what made Bourdain quite depressed. Mm-hmm. I think. Well, like we said, it's a, it is a film about feelings, isn't it? And, it is a biography in many ways, but it isn't. It's about a lot more than that. And it's said, I think, quite yeah. early on in the film about Anthony Bourdain's films and what you said earlier about who... When would you see a, a chef go into the Democratic Republic of Congo? Well, what they say about his his travel shows and you know, Bourdain's travel shows is that they were never about food. It was never about yeah. food. It was about politics. It was about life. It was about people. It was never about the food. The food was merely the vehicle. And yeah, to an extent, a lot of travel shows and food shows are that. But this was much more towards that. And I feel that... It's it's different, isn't it? Yeah. It's different. And they say say in it also that like even though he thought it was about food to start with and even if he didn't push it in that direction the way he was and who he was meant it was that and i feel like this film that roadrunner mirrors that in many ways that those films were food shows travel shows but they weren't about that this is a documentary about the life of a man a biography but it's not about that it's more than that. It's about the, the ideas and the struggles and the inspiration that come with it in a more general discussion. That's what it's looking at. It's like, how do people be inspired by others? How do people long for more? How do people deal with feelings and things like that? And how does one man's struggle um, inspire others and be a positive to others? And that scene I mentioned to you before we started rolling of when people found out that he died, they went outside the restaurant that used to work in and laid all their um, cards and flowers outside. And one of the cards that you could see on camera said, thank you for inspiring me to go outside my comfort zone and to travel more and to embrace more people. And that's the point. It's like he lived that 100%, but that was his downfall. The point of why people are inspired by others is because a little bit of them joins your life not all of them but the only problem is with the person who inspires is that that is all of them that is a hundred percent of them and they have to take the bad bits as well as the good bits that you take from them and i think that was i think the film wonderfully mirrors that element of anthony bourdain's films being food travel shows but being about much more than that this film is a biography of his life but it isn't really it's about what struggles he faced, what he believed, how he inspired others, and what he stood for, as you say, a voice for the working classes, the voice for immigrants, um, people can who took that and, and took it into their own lives. And I, I like that. It's, the film is really layered. It's powerful. It's clever. It's got a lot to it, and it, it works to both represent his work very well, but also um, acts as a great film in its own right. And I think, as you say... 
the nuances of it really work and it's it's absolutely multifaceted it's a great film with so much to it i think from there let's round off callum it's yeah, been a good episode it, yeah. this in terms of we've deconstructed a powerful film but it's been another one where we've had a lot of our own emotion tied in there i think that's good to share that and i'm sure a lot of other people feel similar thoughts with this um do you want to wrap us up with your overall thoughts and if you could give us the mark out of 10 please yeah, I mean, it's been quite a somber episode. This hasn't it? It has, yeah. Like it's been, yeah, uh, just because of the subject matter, I guess. Um, I mean, I am obviously going to give it. I'm obviously going to give it ten out of ten. Um, <laughs> shock, <laughs> <laughs> like um, just because it's just like I mean, yeah, these documentaries have had such a profound impact on on me. Um, Particularly because I've just kind of gone through a lot of, I've changed a lot of things in the last in the last few months. So like, I mean, I, I mean, I've got a I mean, tattoo of his uh, of the the logo for his restaurant yeah. on on my arm. Yeah. So it's just like he's, you know, it's clearly had a an impact on me. I guess. Um, I get the film is about how when time time passes, how is a person reimagined? That's one aspect to it, and you know, how is that? how is a person's idea and legacy evaluated? Um, that's one aspect of the film, but it's also about what impact a person has on creating feeling um, in how people think about arts, adventure, humour, history, food even, anthropology even, narrative. It's, um, yeah, it's a, it's a fascinating documentary. And I urge... If I haven't told everyone, which I feel like I have, everyone that I've ever known knows that they need to watch at least the, this movie or at least some of the stuff that he's done. Um, they're on all sorts of streaming services. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> but yeah, 10 out of 10 for me, just because Brilliant. of the subject matter. Thank you very much, Callum. I am also giving it a 10 out of 10 for two reasons. Yes, the subject matter, and it is very powerful to watch because of the story it tells of Anthony Bourdain. Obviously, from a very simple perspective, it was very informative and I learned stuff about his life I didn't know. But the power of the emotion that it captures and how it relates that to someone who has inspired um, us already through his work, but then also learn so much more and have a critical thought put to it because the, the voice of the the filmmaker is very strong in it and directs and is is considerate and thinks and analyzes and it does a lot of um, deep thought within the film about his life and everything that surrounded it. But from a second reasoning is because the film's just immaculately made. As I said with the documentary, what I believe really makes it is access to great interviewees, um, capturing their emotion, but crafting an engaging story but being critical in doing it and also the footage that they get access to but also the way they use it is stunning to kind of make it feel that Anthony Bourdain is part of the film at post after his death it's this is an unbelievable way they do that which adds to that that kind of theory ethereal uh power and feel to it so I just think it's superbly done but also of course the subject matter adds that extra bit to it but great film 10 out of 10 absolutely loved it thank you Callum for the suggestion well there we go that was Roadrunner documentary 
obviously, we encourage you, as Callum said, to watch even more Anthony Bourdain. I'm still working my way through, and there's a great back catalogue of loads of different films, documentaries that he's made over the years. And, um, yeah, what a documentary. It's not often we both give a 10 out of 10, so that will go up there in the 10 Club for the Glass A Film Club Reviews. But that's enough for this episode. We've dived into a documentary there, of course. We'll have plenty more documentaries in the future, but more films. And we will, of course, give our critical eye a cast over all of them and share our views with you. Callum, thank you once again. I hope London keeps giving you even more. And I'm very excited to come down and visit very soon. Um, We'll be back for some more films and reviews. But everyone, keep checking out. Go through our back catalogue. We've got plenty of work that you can dive into. We're past the 50 mark now and we've got a lot more exciting stuff coming up for you but thank you for listening keep watching films we sure will be but that's all from the latest episode of the glass a film club podcast until next time see you later